transmission to planet Earth. If you are listening to this message, it means that you survived 2020 and are currently living through a global pandemic and health crisis. All public events have been cancelled for a while. There were no 2020 Olympics and most sports facilities are to remain closed for an unforeseeable time. It's likely that you are working from home at the moment or not working at all and you have shifted most of your activities indoors while greatly reducing many of your real-life contacts with other people. Now, let me tell you what the future holds in store for you. and welcome to the next episode of Brainstorm. Brainstorm is a podcast about thoughts and reflections in business, social media, and creative life. I'm your host, Metin Sendler, and had I received a message from the future like this at the beginning of last year, I probably would have laughed and thought this was some fabrication of a crazy person. Never ever could I have imagined 2020 turning out the way it did. And I know that I wasn't the only one who was way off with my predictions and assumptions. So maybe it's fair to say that one should take any prediction about how the future might turn out with a pinch of salt. However, I still believe that it's helpful to think about what could happen in the future every once in a while. Especially when you take time to review your predictions a couple of months down the line, you can really challenge your own assumptions about how the world works and how you expect things to develop. That's why I thought I'd share my predictions for this year with you in this episode. First of all, I'm making these predictions based on a few underlying assumptions. COVID-19 will still be a big factor in our lives throughout this year. We are not going to solve this quickly. But as more and more people are being vaccinated globally, the risks the virus poses become more and more manageable making our daily lives a lot more stable and planable, with less back and forth between lockdowns and opening up. Lastly, people in our society will have learned how to live with this virus. It's becoming less of an issue, just another fact of life. People know about the risks, how to keep infections down, and are just incorporating COVID precautions into their daily routines. Firstly, I want to talk about how the upcoming year will look like in the workplace. A lot of people will still be working from home at the beginning of 2022. I really don't expect this to change anytime soon. Because of the experiences that we made throughout the last year, a lot of employees and their employers have adjusted well to this way of working. Everyone now understands that productivity is not really affected and that it actually frees up a lot more time which would have been spent commuting or sitting in endless, tiresome meetings. I also think because of this, our offices will slowly be transformed into places that optimize the social aspects of work. In my vision, I see many meeting rooms, collaboration spaces, studio and production environments, just a lot less of these endless rows of desks and chairs that we are used to when we think of the word office. Working from home has shown to me quite clearly that it is very beneficial to meet up with my team regularly. Not specifically to do actual work tasks, but more to connect on a social level, so that I can feel where everyone is at, and to keep those bonds strong for the time when we are out doing some production for a client and need to rely on a good team spirit. 
To me, this means that the times we will spend at our office spaces will be much more focused on social interactions and getting the most out of that shared time on a social level instead of just sitting next to each other and staring into our laptops. I could imagine that by the end of summer we'll have regular time slots for meetings in our Sender Media office, let's say twice a week, for those who need to discuss things together or need to prepare a new content piece with help from others. This will also give us opportunities to really enjoy our beloved Sandler pizza evenings again, where we can all finally just hang out after a day of work and share some good pizza together. Let's talk about how the private lives of people will look like in this year. Spoiler alert, everyone will be going out more. Okay, all couples out there, listen up. You have visitors coming. So clear up your living room, put some beers in the fridge and get your balconies ready. All those friends and other couples you have been keeping in touch with are dying to have some fresh real-life social interactions just like you. So yeah, I expect that couples will mostly be looking to spend time with people from their established social circles and families, strengthening bonds they already made before the pandemic. I don't think there's a strategic element behind who they choose to spend time with. Just whatever feels right and whoever seems like pleasant company. For all singles, my overarching message is get out and join the fun. Whilst respecting your local health guidelines, of course. Will summer 2021 turn out to be the summer of love for all the singles? I can't say that for sure, because it really depends on what health and safety measures will be in place, but I do know that there will be tons of parties, get-togethers and mingling in private places this summer. Everybody has been alone for quite some time and is eagerly looking for new people to meet. Everybody wants to try out new things, experience something fresh. I also expect that introverts and more socially shy people will be joining in and will also be organizing fun activities with others. It's ladies and boys night this summer for all parents. After taking care of their kids together virtually non-stop for a year, being able to meet up with your old friends and finally having a few drinks again without your partner and kids will feel like a much needed breath of fresh air to many parents out there. Maybe this will also be the time when some underlying conflicts escalate. After keeping it together for such a long time, I wouldn't find it surprising that some tensions come up now that everyone feels like they can breathe again. Families will of course be also meeting up with other families for playdates, to just hang out and enjoy a nice afternoon in the park together. Also, if things turn out to be stable enough this summer, I think it's likely that we will see a surge in COVID-friendly summer camps and events for kids, as parents will desperately be looking for options to get their kids out of the house for a while or drop them off somewhere for a few hours while they can relax in peace, kick it loose and finally get some much-needed time together. I expect people that have reached retirement age to let out a big sigh of relief in the upcoming months. Honestly, these are the people I feel for the most here. After many of them stayed at home with virtually no outside contact for quite some time, they are first in line to get their vaccination soon. This will allow them to finally go out again, enjoy a meal in their favorite restaurant, read the newspaper in their local cafe, take a walk through town, chat with some people outside the grocery store, go to more family gatherings, you know, 
just reclaim their beloved daily routines without this constant fear at the back of their heads. Alright, it's time to talk about social media. Considering that people will be spending more time together, I expect the overall time they spent on social media platforms to drop. Not by a lot though, as a lot of fear of missing out will be fueled by an increase in posts by individual accounts who will be sharing personal and private insights from all the exciting things they are doing. So although overall usage time might decrease, the engagement rates of individuals might actually even be higher than before. Because now, everybody has something to share. Many people spent a big part of their time last year on social media. And a lot of our clients gained many new active followers in the last 12 months. I expect these newly built habits to stick, so many people who started to use social media more frequently will remain active on quite a high level on these platforms. Brands, which put a lot of work to build up their presence on social media, will continue to engage with their followers to further build their brand reputation. And the reason is simple. E-commerce and social commerce has finally established itself as a reliable and dominant revenue stream for brands. Many people have discovered the conveniences of shopping online and even directly from within social media apps, and I don't think they will switch back again. This doesn't mean there's no longer any need for traditional brick-and-mortar shops. I'm actually quite sure that the social experience of shopping will return, just the consumption may not. Instagram will remain the dominant social media platform for the foreseeable future in Switzerland. Over the past years, many, many people have gotten used to Instagram's simplified user interface and restrictions on post formats and links. In turn, many brands have followed the users and built up nice presences there. Photos and videos on Instagram are still highly polished, edited and filtered, making it the ideal companion for the hedonistic times coming up. With the broader adoption of online shopping habits, I also expect that Instagram will finally be pushing their own in-app shopping features very aggressively. TikTok is my absolute favorite platform when it comes to creative and engaging content right now. Its aesthetics and style of fast-paced, entertaining content will spread throughout the social media landscape like a wildfire this year. With the introduction of Reels, Instagram has already tried to position itself to compete with this trend within its app. Yet, I doubt that they will be able to eat up TikTok's market share the same way they did with Snapchat when they introduced stories on Instagram. TikTok also brings the immediacy and simplicity of constant live streams and product reviews. Everything on TikTok feels more direct and less pretentious than on Instagram, which makes it really inviting to a broad customer base. I believe that more and more consumers will adopt this way of shopping and will start informing themselves about potential purchases through reviews and live streams in social media apps. It's hard to say whether this new shopping trend will happen mostly on TikTok, but I think it underlines my point that shopping within social media will become huge. TikTok does have the great advantage though that its Chinese app Doujin is already a fully-fledged shopping platform in itself. We will also see much more virtual live events. Within the short period of only one year, almost everybody had to gain some basic command of virtual meeting tools such as Zoom, Microsoft Teams or Google Meet. This demonstrated to many people that there's actually a lot to be gained from socializing within the virtual space. 
It's no longer a nerdy or frowned upon thing to host a virtual event. It's standard business practice. I mean, seriously, my mom joins open university Zoom courses now. This means that the boundaries to join other virtual events or showcases have suddenly become much, much lower. Commercially, I do think the best is yet to come in this world. The whole event and trade fair industry got hit really hard by COVID and they have been scrambling to create exciting online experiences for their guests. After the dust finally settles, we will see some really cool tools and platforms emerge that will offer truly mind-blowing virtual meeting experiences. In the video game world, fun and engaging virtual events for promotion are already becoming more and more common. We will be seeing much more events like the series of concerts that took place in GTA recently, or those album release parties within Fortnite. Most importantly, these events won't just be done as marketing gags, but because they represent the actual culture of those platforms and because there's a significant market to be reached there. For the last part of this podcast, I want to talk about developments in technology, especially for consumers. Following on from the virtual meeting trend, I believe that we will also see amazing new products in the virtual and augmented reality sectors. VR headsets are still a niche thing, but they are becoming more and more affordable. To me, this means it's really just a matter of time until we see a watershed moment where suddenly many more people begin to use these headsets heavily outside of gaming. I wouldn't be surprised if this trend picks up this year. I also think that Facebook's VR platform Oculus will see a new competitor this year. If some of the rumors are true, it might even be Apple who will be releasing their own headset soon. That will be the ultimate watershed moment that I talked about earlier. Mobile phone camera technology will also see a big update as we see the rollout of much more compact lenses and LiDAR technology across a much broader range of phones. I think LiDAR technology combined with modern processors will bring a big boost to the AR app landscape. And combined with a cool headset, we will see AR used more and more effortlessly within our daily lives. The introduction of super compact lenses combined with high resolution displays in consumer devices will bring a big increase in demand for high definition content. Any platform that offers ultra high definition content will see increased usage of these formats. So get your servers ready. I'm expecting a steady continuation of the wearables and smart devices trend. Even though many companies pursued a mobile first strategy in the last couple of years, I believe that soon apps for smart watches and smart home devices will gain more and more traction. We already have the ability to go out, listen to music, receive mails and make phone calls with just a smartwatch. Just like we can control our music directly with our wireless earphones and communicate with our smart home devices without a smartphone. The trend might take a little while to catch on, but the integration of wearables and other smart appliances into people's lifestyles will be seen a lot more strongly this year. And finally, audio. I believe that over the past year, many people got used to using voice commands within their homes on a daily basis. Because of this, the barrier to use voice commands outside of your homes is going to be much lowered. And very soon, people won't feel embarrassed about asking Siri, Alexa and so on about the weather to schedule an appointment or to look up some random fact when they're in a public place like a bus stop or train. So there you have it my predictions for 2021. 
I'm really excited to see how this year turns out and of course I'm looking forward to reviewing these predictions at the end of this year. What did you think about all of my predictions? As always, please leave your thoughts in the comments on Instagram. I'm looking forward to talking about my predictions with you. You can find me under at Also, if you like the show, please give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us. And before I leave, I'd like to leave you with a quote by Matt Mullenweg, chief developer of WordPress. Technology is best when it brings people together. Until next time. Brainstorm is hosted by me, Mettin Sender. The show is produced by Sender Media. This episode was recorded at the Sender Media headquarters in Zurich, Switzerland, and is edited and mixed by Oliver Sears.